I think you all know that I've always felt the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. I have good news and I've got bad news. The good news is the evil is spreading so obvious that even a goldfish can figure it out. The bad news is, according to recent studies, our attention span in the Western world is less than that of a goldfish. Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk. I'm your host, Jason Brunt, and today I'm going to piss pretty much everyone off with some uncomfortable truths. First, we're going to dive into the collapse of national patriotism and the decline of Western culture. Next, we're going to be discussing what other countries think of us and what the natural course of action will be when they advance their agenda on a global scale. And will we be able to stop it? We're going to be discussing in depth how the herds of sheep on both the left and and the right are the equivalent to a tug-of-war in the Special Olympics. Additionally, we're going to make it about as easy as a color-by-number picture creating a roadmap that you can use to make an impact in your family and your community. And finally, we're going to be giving you our top 10 proven steps to win an argument every time with a Looney Tune leftist. But first, a message from Big Brother. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent or are affiliated with. Well, is our nation in decline? Well, biological ladies and gentlemen, I hate to tell you, but yes. And are we past the point of no return? Also, unfortunately, yes. Our level of patriotism in this country amounts to nothing more than just glorified virtue signaling. How many bumper stickers you have on your car? How many Facebook posts you make? How many memes you share? This is not going to save our country. This is not going to save the Western world. This is only creating a false sense of security, thinking that you're doing something, but you're not doing anything. We didn't win the war in 1776 by hanging anti-British memes on our windows. When the ship has listed way to one side, a keyboard is not going to bring it back. You have to get off your butts and move. But why are we like this? Well, that's because as women are no longer proud of who they are, they no longer have self-respect. 90% of them, all over you see them on the internet, they're more subscribed into the idea of being narcissistic, constantly needing to receive their dopamine hits and likes and attention from as many males as they could possibly garner online. You see it all the time, standing there with their butts hanging out, looking over their shoulder, taking selfies with their food, photoshopping every single angle that way they looks like they're living a life that they could probably never attain to but all so that way they can get more likes more shares more hits and if you threaten to take any of that away these women will cave 100 percent of the time we are living in a society where the women are narcissistic beyond all belief and the men have become a nation of simps today's male is nothing like what the men of the past have ever been. 
If you're a guy with a man bun, stop it. Take the stupid man bun off. Be a man. This generation that we're raising right now, Gen Z, and the new generation, which goes by Generation Alpha, which, let's be honest, a generation of sims, we should just skip the alpha and go right into beta because that's what it is, a generation of complete and total beta males. So when we're raising a new society and we're changing our culture into a narcissistic and simp-based culture, we're failing. The Western world is failing. And the Eastern world is not putting up with it. Biological ladies and gentlemen, if you look at countries like China, you look at Russia, Iran, North Korea, a lot of these major nuclear powers that are threatening our security here in our country, they're not okay with some of the ideology that we are pushing. America is the leader in the world of the LGBTQ plus movement. Why is this the most important thing for us to be focusing on as a country? Unless, of course, it's to divide and conquer. Because, realistically, a faith-based country where many people that are in America still hold Judeo-Christian values, they're not going to subscribe to that type of ideology. So, they're going to start dividing amongst themselves. And Joseph Stalin said it best, is the best way to divide your own society is to convince them to do it themselves. You got all these patriots, I've got an arsenal of guns, I'm ready if they come. I hate to break it to you, that's not going to happen. Think about it. And if you were AI or using any sort of an intelligent war model, you would realize that obviously America's a very well fortified and armed community. So it's best if we can convince them to attack themselves. So these guns and everything that everyone has, myself included, I don't think are going to be used against a foreign invader or a tyrannical government. They're going to be used against each other. They're going to create the divides amongst everyone to where we are now shooting each other. And once we thin the herd, that's when they'll put their boots on the ground to just clean up some of the mess. And think about it. Now, we're living in the days of revelations right now. I mean, arguably, we're already on the third horseman of the apocalypse. If you think about it, the first horseman was conquest and deception, right? Big global pandemic where 99.98% of the people survived the virus, but everything got locked down. And when have you ever seen all governments of the world walk in lockstep? It doesn't happen unless there's a global control agenda. And that's exactly what we saw with the pretendemic, where people are wearing masks, where on the side of the actual box of masks, it says this mask doesn't work, but yet people still wear it. You know, we did our episode out of Kansas City last week, and let me tell you, it was an eye-opening experience to see this herd mentality and how it differs from one state to the next. So here in Florida, we're a red state, conservative state. Our Surgeon General, Joseph Ladapo, has already said, Let, we're not playing the COVID games anymore. The vaccines are not safe and effective, and masks do not work. So mostly when you walk around in Florida, you see people that don't have the masks on and are tired of the BS Joseph Goebbels propaganda campaign that came out of that little uh, segment of time where the government tried to lock us all down and force vaccines and force masking. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous, but we were deceived and it was at a global scale. And that could arguably be that first horseman of deception. And we see the deceptions and lies throughout our government, throughout our local state, even as low as down on the school board levels, where we're deceiving our populace and trying to convince them of things that are not reality. It's like 1984 with George Orwell, two plus two is five. And people are starting to buy it. And the reason why nobody's standing up is because of these fake 
virtue signaling patriots that we have. Unfortunately, I hate to offend you if you're one of them, but you're going to have to do a little bit more than sit on your keyboard and fight back. You're going to actually have to start squeaking a lot louder. We go to these school boards. Not many people show up on our end, but tons are on the other side. That's because we get complicit. We sit at the house. Oh, well, you know, there's enough people that feel strongly enough about this. So I'm just going to let them handle it. You know, here in Florida, Governor Ron DeSantis, he's a real good governor. He's taking care of things. So I'm just I'm just going to let him handle it. Guys and girls, these politicians, these leaders, they're swayed by public opinion. So even though you might shout, scream and everything on social media, when they've got hundreds of people writing them actual emails, making phone calls, showing up at their office doorsteps, they're going to start listening. I mean, it really just comes down to voting, right? So if they're trying to sway their constituents and it seems to them that a majority of the constituents feel a certain type of way, they're going to end up being swayed towards that direction. And right now, the radical left is very organized, very well-funded, and they're willing to go to the extremes, including self-mutilation, to prove their points. What about you? What are you doing? Are you still drinking Bud Light? Are you still watching Netflix? Do you still take your Disney vacation every year? If you do, you're an idiot. Stop. Stop putting your money into things that are evil. So we talk about the first horseman of the apocalypse, lies and deception, right? Well, what's the second horseman? It's war. Well, what are we looking at now? I mean, you want to talk biblical prophecies. I mean, we, we saw Israel come together as, as a state after World War II, predicted in the Bible. Now we have a war that might turn into a world war, and looks like Israel's going to be involved in this also. That's also predicted. So what? We got first horseman and the second horseman. Arguably so, right? Third one is famine. What do we see at the grocery stores? I just spent $360 on groceries that ordinarily would cost me about $250 to last for me and my family for a couple of weeks. 30% increase in beef cost, 15% increase in pork costs. Every single item at that grocery store is going up. People are becoming a little agitated and some families are going to be unable to afford these groceries. And let's just say that there's a, a power failure from the grid. I mean, we have one of the most insecure power grids in the country. Vladimir Putin and the Russian armies already got uh, the Satan II rocket that's designed to hit us with an EMP and knock out our power grids. We've already got the radical leftists saying that the radical right is going to be teaming up with Russia to shut down the power grids and Internet. These are all the warning signs. Guys and girls, they tell us what they're going to do ahead of time, and we're just too darn dumb to do anything about it because we're complicit. We don't want to lose our dopamine hits. Oh, I might lose some Facebook friends, or I might not be able, I might go out with my friends at a bar, and two or three of them might not like me. It, it, the time to appease everybody is over. We can't do it. We've got some Looney Tunes that are running the show. We can't appease them anymore. It's time to stand up and fight back. So we got famine. It's looking like it's coming. Well, what's the fourth horseman of the apocalypse? Well, that's death, ladies and gentlemen. That's the last one. Now, I don't think we're going to stop it. You know why? Because it's written that we won't stop it. The best thing that we can do is fight till the end and try to save as many souls as we possibly can and bring them to the light and bring them into salvation. That's going to be the way to fix it. Patriotism is gone. And, and, 
If you look at things like TikTok, this is the most popular social media platform out there right now, which we've been successfully flagged on almost half of our posts and get absolutely no reach on that platform, which is not an issue because it's a terrible platform to begin with. And honestly, the people that look at that platform aren't people that I, we, really, we really want supporting us because they have a very, very low attention span. Earlier in our introduction, I mentioned our attention span. So I'd like to read one of these articles here for you real quick before we go any further. Hey, here we go from Time Magazine Online, time.com. You now have a shorter attention span than a goldfish. The average attention span for the notoriously ill-focused goldfish is nine seconds. But according to a new study from Microsoft Corp, again, I know not the most reliable source, but let's just work with it. People now generally lose concentration after eight seconds, highlighting the effects of an increasingly digitalized lifestyle on the brain. Researchers in Canada surveyed 2,000 participants and studied the brain activity of 112 others using electroencephalograms, EEGs. Microsoft found that since the year 2000, or about when the mobile revolution began, the average attention span dropped from 12 seconds to 8 seconds. If you don't see how this is a problem, and maybe you're one of these goldfish, with all of the complexities throughout these issues from war to pandemics to totalitarian control measures designed to keep you herded and controlled in an environment that is not threatening towards a tyrannical government where we're divided amongst ourselves, subcompartmentalized, if you will, how are you or anyone else supposed to explain something that has a multifaceted complexity level to the new generation in under eight seconds. It can't be done. This is part of the reason why we don't have actual patriots out there fighting because they can't focus enough to do so. You have eight seconds. What are you going to accomplish in eight seconds? Not very much. So the sponsors of this show, Florida Straits, started off with a very small number of grassroots supporters. And within a short period of time, they were able to raise enough money to where they could fight the legal systems to get recognition for traditional values. They had billboards running in all of the major cities. In contrast to the it's okay to be gay billboards there said it's great to be straight. Nothing but compliments from patriots all across Florida at every one of the speaking events that I've been to and several others of our members have been to. But guess what's happened? In psychology, they call it the herd mentality or the bystander effect. And the more support we get via social media and through all of these narcissistic dopamine-filled avenues, the less contributions Florida Straits has received the less people show up at the events, the less people that are boots on the ground because they think other people are going to do it for them. I've said this before, biological ladies and gentlemen, you are the hero that you've been waiting for. But I said it earlier, are we past the point of no return? I do believe so. But does that mean that you tuck your tail and you just go down with the ship? No, you keep bailing water. Even if it's a losing cause, you go down swinging. You go down fighting. You see the signs all over the place. Out of my cold, dead hands. 
Whatever happened to that type of mentality doesn't exist any longer. We're afraid. We're run by fear. We're controlled. I don't know if there's any hope, but I could tell you right now, if you're watching this and you're one of those people that does a lot of the keyboarding and you're not showing up to help us at our events or you're not showing up to help any other group that you support to help defend our liberties and freedoms, then you are part of the problem. Virtue signaling, those days are over. We can't save our traditional values and preserve the Western culture that was rooted in Judeo-Christian values if we're just virtue signaling it away. So what does the rest of the world think about us? You know, when I was growing up, I had the ability to travel a little bit and I could have conversations with folks from different countries. And America was always revered as being tough, the strongest military on the planet, the leaders in entertainment. We were the leaders on almost every front. Our culture spread across the world, even into communistic countries like China. That no longer happens anymore. China has a ban on sissy men. China doesn't want their men growing up to pretend to be women, nor do they want their men to grow up and be weak. They want their men to be strong. Russia, same thing, glorifies masculinity, where in America, we demonize it by calling it toxic masculinity. Well, I don't mind being toxic because that means I'm not a simp, and you don't want to be a simp. We should create a simplest society, but we're not. We're destroying women's accomplishments by allowing men to step into their sports and smash every one of their records. We've got men that are walking around with little man buns and 10 masks on with their coexist bumper stickers on the back of their cars. Meanwhile, they can't even change a tire. I'm driving down 75 in Florida a couple months ago, and I see a car on the side of the road, a woman on the front left side of the car at the tire trying to poke around on the tire, and this man allegedly with a man bun and a mask down below his chin is standing on the phone. So I pull over and I'm like, Hey, do we need a little bit of help here? You know, woman looks back at me and she's like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out what we can do with this tire. It blew out. And the guy goes, oh, yeah, well, I'm on the phone with AAA right now and they're going to send somebody over. So I asked them if they want help. I removed the spare from the trunk, jacked the car up, swapped the tire, and they're on their way. And I'm sitting here thinking the entire time, what a pathetic beta male. You're not even trying to change the tire. You got your woman over there trying to change the tire. And I'm all for it, man. Good, good for you. If you're, if you're a lady and you know how to do all of that work, great. Being an independent woman is a fantastic thing. It's what I teach my daughter all the time is you should be self-sufficient and independent and be able to handle all of these problems on your own. But if you are with a man who can't even change a tire or do an oil change or swap out the brakes, you need to find another man. And if you're one of those men who doesn't know how to do these things, you need to give up your man card. If you want, send me an email. I'll create a little video for you and show you how not to be a simp cuck. I'll show you how to change a tire. I'll show you how to do an oil change. I'll show you how to change brakes. You can Google it. 
for goodness sakes, YouTube has got all of the videos. They just don't want to. Why? Well, because it takes more than eight seconds to figure it out. Now, doesn't it? This is a problem and it's not getting any better. In the rest of the world, they don't have this problem. In Eastern cultures, they still have attention spans. They can focus on things and they're not okay with what the Western world is doing. Every time we go and try to negotiate with a foreign country, whether it's trying to mediate the war in Ukraine, mediate the Israel war, or in the ones in the future that are going to be coming around the corner, the one in Taiwan, every single time our government is trying to add in more provisions to support the LGBTQ plus community. It doesn't work with these people. They don't want that in their culture. And honestly, I can't blame them. I mean, you look at a lot of people and they're like, well, you know, China's terrible, Russia's terrible, Iran, North Korea, all terrible. Yeah, in many ways, they are pretty terrible countries with dictatorial rule and totalitarian control. And you look at China, I mean, the one child policy, how they lock their people down, literally welding doors shut during the COVID pandemic to keep their people locked in. Social credit scores, that's terrible. Iran. A very chauvinistic society where women virtually have zero rights. The LGBTQ plus community in the Arab Emirates are not revered. In fact, in many times they're thrown off buildings just for being who they are. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, these world powers are teaming up against us and, and they do overpower NATO. We are no longer the most advanced and powerful military on the planet. And all of these other Western countries that are part of NATO. They're all suffering from the same weak, wokeness virus plaguing their societies and military. Our previous episode, we went over pretty depth about how our military is suffering because of the woke agenda. How we're prioritizing our tax dollars to pay for transgender surgeries rather than readying up our outdated equipment, missiles. I mean, we're not looking pretty. and. We're poking these bears that are poking back. And I got to agree with a lot of what they're saying about our culture. We are declining. And we've talked about this book by J.D. Unwin, Sex and Culture, and we'll touch on it again. So in 1934, social anthropologist J.D. Unwin wrote this book where he analyzed 80 aboriginal cultures and six of the major cultures, including the fall of Rome, and he found that the one contributing factor to every single culture's decline was sexual immorality and non-monogamous relationships. He said within three generations, any society that starts going down that pathway is doomed to fail and has historically. Now, is America and the Western world going to be the exception to that rule? Well, probably not, because our sexual liberation started around 1960s. Well, the late 60s. Here we are over 50 years in. I mean, according to J.D. Unwin, we're in the second generation towards the latter half. And, and look what we see. Our military is falling apart. Our society is collapsing. Women's accomplishments are getting trampled. We're being told by our government that up is down and left is right. Wrong is right. Right is wrong. We are collapsing. I mean, we cut, cut out our you know, president sock puppet number 46 that jumps in office immediately stops the pipelines bans fracking again and now we for are dependent on other countries oil 
under Trump, we were oil independent. But now we're dependent on oil. And recently, we've now depleted our strategic oil reserves. So now prices are going to keep continuing to increase because we don't even have a backup. So these countries like Russia that provides a lot of our oil and so, you know, the Arab Emirates so we get a lot of oil out of there as well. They're starting to raise those prices. And the U.S. dollar isn't even the world currency any longer. Now they're substituting it with other currencies. And if you think that that's going to help our prices go down, you're stupid. It's not going to help our prices go down. It's going to make them skyrocket. And as it skyrockets, more and more families are not going to be able to afford it. And we're going to divide amongst ourselves. This is a well thought out plan, and we're not waging war the correct way here. We've been dealt the hand, and we're picking up our hand, showing our cards, and then saying, all right, who wants to raise the bet? We're, the movie Idiocracy is becoming more and more true every day, and it was supposed to be a comedy, not a documentary. But let's just look at the right and the left in America. You know, you see posts coming out of the left where they call the people on the right sheep. People on the right make posts that call the people on the left sheep. Well, I hate to offend you, but both the right and the left are sheep. If you're a part of this two-party system, you're just one of the herd. You're certainly not a shepherd. And I'm not glorifying being an independent, but I do think that questioning absolutely everything is critical and should be mandatory in such a weird society where you don't know what information is correct and what information is wrong. And I say to people all the time, the only thing that I do know is that I don't know. I can't believe anything that I'm told. You hear something come out like the ghost of Kiev. Remember that one? That turned out it was a lie. Back in the Gulf War, remember babies and in incubators? That turned out to be a lie. Well, we had a stolen election. Yeah, we absolutely did. At the very least, heavily rigged. But the same people that are bitching about that seem to forget the hanging chads during Bush versus Gore. That was also a stolen election. We are living under the illusion of choice. But when in reality, there's really no choice. We see what's going on with Donald Trump right now. He's got, I think, 93 felony counts waged against him. He's being put through court dates left and right, threatened with decades in prison. They're trying to take him off the ballots in some of the swing states, blue states. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a banana republic. You don't have the freedom of choice. It's the illusion of choice. And I don't know what's going to happen with Trump in the next election. I mean, I hope he does get to go into office because if he does, that'll be a second term. And for those four years, he's going to go scorched earth to try to right this ship. But I don't honestly think that they're going to let him go. I mean, if look at like DeSantis, for an example, my favorite governor, absolutely fantastic governor of Florida, some of the best policies ever made and proved the radical left wrong every step of the way with the way that he handled COVID here, as opposed to how some of the blue states handled COVID. But he ran for president in a contentious time against Donald Trump, who shares many of his ideas and policies. Well, why would he do that? Well, if you ask me, there's only one of two reasons. One, because he's an idiot and just split the ticket so that way he could sabotage the entire Republican Party. 
or two, he's got some inside information that let him know early on Donald Trump is not going to be able to run or get the nomination, in which case he, at the time, was a close second. I think a lot of the people on the right kind of realized that he kind of sold himself out a little bit. He's got some big money donors. Some of the super PACs are anti-Trump super PACs. So he lost a lot of that base because of it. But if Trump ends up not being on the ticket, people are going to start sliding back over to him. So I think that him announcing his run for presidency and staying in the race, even though he's been dropping in the polls, is a clear sign that, one, he was nefarious idiot, or two, he's got some information that's going to set him up to be that nominee. And if that happens, ladies and gentlemen, not only do we not have even the illusion, and now we don't even have the illusion of choice. Now there's no choice. There's no choice. You cannot elect somebody that you want, no matter what. They will not allow it. I mean, has it ever worked in any democracy? No, it doesn't. It doesn't work because that's not a democracy. That's totalitarian control. And Thomas Jefferson said it best, when tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. It's time to activate and rebel. But how do you know if you're a sheep? Well, if you've changed your profile picture to a Ukrainian flag or an Israel flag, well, guess what? You're one of the sheep. When you follow the same talking points that everybody in your echo chamber follow, you are one of the sheep. Nobody is right 100% of the time. And for anybody listening that has children, you know that. My son comes up to me and tells me my daughter did this, that, the other thing. My daughter will come up to me and be like, that's not true. Son did this, that, and the other thing. Well, I know as a parent that they're both wrong and that the truth lies somewhere in the middle. You can't just pick one side and blindly run with it. And although, as an independent, I vote pretty much red down the ticket because that is the party of sanity, logic, and reality currently but every 20 years, it seems to flip around one way or the other anyway. So if you're one of these people that's, that's following the herd, posting your little virtuous profile pictures, and not actually digging into some of the details here, you're in the wrong. You're not a shepherd. You are a sheep. And I like to get into the political war conversations too much on this podcast, but the Bible commands us to stand with Israel. So as a Christian... I do stand with Israel. But that doesn't mean that everything Israel done is correct. I mean, one of the he most heavily vaccinated company, or countries in the entire world, they had vaccine passports. They forced everybody to mask up. And, and now we're looking at going into Gaza and pretty much possibly eliminating most of the population there in order to get to Hamas which is an evil organization and uses children as shields. But nonetheless, more than 50% of the population in Gaza are children. So maybe instead of going there with heavy artilleries, maybe we should start sending some missionaries in there and trying to convince these young and impressionable people that their way is maybe not the most peaceful and, and sane way, for lack of a better term. And, and granted, I mean, I don't, I try not to talk negatively about any different religions. I'm a Christian, but this one specifically is a little violent. 
I mean, in the Christian religion, we had the New Testament where Jesus came in and brought forth peace and peaceful ideas, died for our sins to allow us to get salvation. But if you look into the Quran, Muhammad in his younger years was more peaceful, but as he grew into his older years became more violent and promoted violence against the infidel. Well, guess who's the infidel, ladies and gentlemen? Probably everybody watching this and me. We're the infidels. So even if you have a best friend that's part of that religion, if jihad gets called, they're commanded by the book to kill you. And that's just a plain old fact. In fact, in the Quran, there's 217 verses that Muhammad changed from when he wrote when he was younger to go from peaceful to more violent thought. And there's actually a term for that. It's called abrogation. And it's strictly attributed to those 217 verses that he changed from being peaceful being not so peaceful. I mean, this is concerning. And then you got to figure he was 55 years old when he forcefully married his 15-year-old wife, Aisha. Well, that's a pedophile, if you ask me. So I don't think that they've got all their cards on the table. I mean, they come in and they rape Jewish women. They behead people. Um, not sure about that 40 babies story, how accurate that is, because again, you got to question everything in the propaganda, but they do behead people and they have assaulted and murdered children. So the IDF hasn't raped any Gazan citizens. The IDF doesn't behead people from Palestine. They just don't. So there is a clear difference in strategy between the two. So I do think Israel is on the better side of this. But again, going into Gaza and just wiping people out is, is pretty barbaric as well. And I don't think that that's appropriate either. So you do really need to question everything. But the passion that comes out of the Muslim community, you can't deny it. You know, and they're, they're having a religious war where on our side in America, we consider it more of a political war. We, we need to understand the fight that we're having here. Because these folks are really dedicated to their cause. I mean, they'll put on a suicide vest and run in and blow up an entire community, including themselves, so that way they can get to heaven and get greeted by their 72 different virgins. Well, let's think about that for a second, though. If you've lived your entire life here on earth and you've gotten to heaven and you're still a virgin, that means you must have been pretty darn ugly because nobody wanted to sleep with you. I think that's probably going to be a little disappointing for a lot of these people with those suicide vests running into these synagogues and communities and exploding themselves in front of people. I think you'd be pretty disappointed when you go up there and you got 72 Oprah Winfrey's and Rosie O'Donnell's and half the cast of The View all coming at you. It's going to be it's going to be hell. <laughs> it's not going to be heaven. But the point that I'm trying to make here is if you find yourself falling into the trap where you're flying the same flags of everybody in your echo chamber. You're changing your profile picture to match everyone else in your echo chamber. Then you are one of the sheep. And unfortunately the sheep get herded usually to slaughter. So start thinking outside of the box, ladies and gentlemen, start looking at the problems that are coming down the pipeline and see where they're coming from. You know, you might, be hardcore right, call yourself Republican. But meanwhile, the majority of the public Republican Party in control backstabs you every single chance that they can. They block policies and procedures that are 
of your values. But yet we still sit there and, oh, well, you know, at least they're Republican. And then they call them rhinos. No, that, that's, that's just as evil as being on the left. And if you're on the left, again, I'm an independent. I don't, well, again, I go mostly to the right because it's just the party of logic and reason now. But I used to be one of the lefties. Y'all are losing your darn minds. You might agree with some of the policies that the left has, but that doesn't mean you need to agree that a man can become a woman and that he should have the right to compete in women's sports and that our children should be introduced to sexuality in a K-12 through public school. But that's not how it is. Oh, well, I'm on the left, so I've got to agree with these ideas. No, the hell you don't. Well, I'm on the right, so I've got to support all this. No, the heck you don't. Everybody on the right, well, I do not like socialized medicine. I think that's terrible. Socialized education is awful. Socialism never works. Well, eh, socialism does work in countries where there's not a huge welfare state, where people aren't greedy. It has worked some. Uh, and here, you got to figure we're, what, $127 billion plus so far in the war in Ukraine. Do you realize for that amount of money, we could get every homeless vet off of the streets? We can provide socialized medicine. And we can provide universal education. And it wouldn't hurt us any less than an unreasonable war that is being fought because the people in charge are financially invested in that country. I mean, Hunter Biden is on the board of Burisma, an oil company who has no experience in oil. He has ownership in Metabiota, biological weapons labs. That first we denied, and then turns out there is 23, and through one of the um, invasions that Russia had where they took over this lab, we find out that we've got the modified bird flu that they've trans made transmissible to humans with a 30% kill rate. That's a big issue. I'd have a problem if that was on our borders as well, which, be honest, ladies and gentlemen, it's not probably only on our borders, but it's probably within our borders. And some of these institutions that helped create the COVID virus and export it out to Wuhan. That's also been documented and proven. This is dangerous stuff. And then, of course, you've got Rosemont Seneca that's also financially invested. So what a surprise when we decide to back Ukraine and go into war against Russia. Ladies and gentlemen, the writing's on the wall. But unfortunately, it's going to take you more than eight seconds to figure it all out. So question absolutely every single thing and do not be herded into this two-party system any longer. I mean, Donald Trump was a Democrat up until five minutes before he went down that escalator. He's a businessman. He understands I'm never going to win the nomination against Hillary Clinton on the left, so that's why he ran on the right. Although he is representing the right, I don't believe he's a full GOP conservative either. But you got to be able to look at the options and say, just because this is what my echo chamber tells me doesn't mean it's 100% correct. Question absolutely everything, please. So how do we make an impact with our families and communities? Well, here's where a lot of the crazy radical progressives are going to start the attack, but we need to bring God back to our country. As a reference to the book by J.D. Unwin, Sex and Culture, which defines the decline and fall of every major country being due to the immorality and lack of uh, <clears throat> monogamous relationships. He also goes a little further to state, A, he's not a Christian, but the values that are in the Bible and many other religions set a moral standard that helps guide people down a successful path in life. 
valuing family, valuing faith, valuing honesty, not murdering, stealing. Those values, whether you believe in a Bible or not, whether you believe in uh, the Quran or not, whether you're Jewish, whether you're Protestant, whether you're Pescatarian, whether you're Pentecostal, Catholic, it doesn't matter. Those values that are instilled are a pathway for a society to succeed. When we start focusing all our energy on sexual and narcissistic gratifications, where women these days have multitudes of partners, men also have multitudes of partners, there is no I stick with one forever, till death do us part is virtually non-existent in any marriage or relationship any longer, that means we don't have the energy to put into social energy, to changing our society for the better because we're too worried about who's the next person we're going to hop into bed with. How many people are going to like the picture that I have showing my rear end looking over my shoulder? I just ate a shrimp cocktail on a balcony on St. Pete Beach. Did I get the lighting correctly? Are enough people going to like my post? I do a ducky face selfie. Am I going to get the acceptance that I'm looking for online? If we're so focused on those types of things, the big guy that's running the show, taking full advantage of us, we're distracted with the most trivial stuff. Meanwhile, our government is running an absolute muck. So the big thing is we need to bring God back into our country. We were founded on Judeo-Christian values. We need to hold true to that. What can you do in your communities? Well, start calling them out. It only takes five to 10 minutes to make a phone call. It takes a couple minutes to write an email. And if you got enough gusto on you, uh, we've got a gentleman that we're going to have on the podcast here in the next couple of weeks who's a professional provocateur, and, and he's always out protesting. But if you got the gusto to do it, go out and stand out in front of some of these corrupt businesses and government institutions. Speak your mind and address the problems that you have. So we have a company down here that's building a resort called Sunseeker Resort, and a lot of their employment ads specify we we show preference to people of color, people of the LGBTQ plus community, women, people with disabilities, veterans. Appreciate the veteran. But what that leads you to believe is straight white male, no need to apply. Or if a straight white male does apply, their application is going to be put on the bottom of the stack and only selected if the DEI qualifications aren't selected first. <clears throat> so we've been making a huge stink about it, and they've actually changed some of their ads just to be equal opportunity employer on the bottom, which is exactly what it should be, an equal opportunity employer. It should be based on a meritocracy, not off of skin color, not off you sleep with, and not what your genitals are. It should be based off qualification, availability, readiness, and performance. But we see in the DEI world, that's not how these companies want to operate. So how can you help? Start calling them out. Write a letter to the company. Call the Human Resources Department. Explain to them that equality means all. All means all. Not just the pop culture trend right now, but everyone. So if you're going to include everyone, you do have to, I'm sorry, include straight white guys too. People of faith. Yeah, it doesn't just stop there. You, you see it in 
the media as well. You see it in Hollywood videos. The worst thing that you could possibly be right now is the straight white man, according to corporate America and Hollywood. I mean, all the superheroes that we grow up with, they've got to start changing them around. Superman's son is gay now, so the new Superman's going to have the LGBTQ plus agenda attached to it. So there goes Superman. Wolverine passed away. Little Spanish girl's now taking the throne there. The new 007 turning into a black woman. And they're erasing all of these straight white characters to replace them with people of color, minorities, and everything else. Well, that's exclusionary. And I just got to say this. The new generation replacing and remaking all of the superheroes. Music's failing. So you can see more kids walking around with Leonard Skinner t-shirts, Nirvana t-shirts, and music from when we grew up. They're remaking all the movies that we created, remaking all the comics that we created. That's because Generation Z, half the millennial generation, and now the new Generation Alpha, which, again, we should skip and just call Beta, they're not creative. And when you have an attention span of less than eight seconds, it's hard to create anything. So they got to piggyback off of what we have, but by changing it all. That's like Oceana Newspeak in Orwell's 1984. It's what Stalin did in his Soviet Union. It's what Mao has done in China. It's what Adolf Hitler did in Nazi Germany. Is They took the history, they rewrote it to uh, support the narrative of the current trend in time, and they sold it as truth. And Joseph Goebbels said, tell a big enough lie enough times and it becomes the truth. It's a world that we're living in right now. And it's terrifying that this is how most of you think that you're going to solve this. It's not. You need to call it out. You need to make people uncomfortable. If you're walking around a store and somebody's wearing a mask, don't just capitulate and walk away. Think to yourself, man, that's kind of silly. Call them out. Be like, why are you wearing that mask? Studies have shown now, peer-reviewed studies that are irrefutable show that that doesn't work. And plus, most of the time, these twits are wearing them, you know, underneath the nose, touching them, and, you know, it's got stains all over. So, so even by their own standards, they're not even doing it correctly. So why not call them out on it? You remember when you didn't wear a mask? They viciously attacked you. They called you out. They tried to humiliate you. And in many cases, they shamed a lot of the people that ordinarily wouldn't have worn one of those things into wearing it. Why? Because they didn't want to deal with the shame. I'm sorry. Grow a pair. Never put one on. Never was gonna. But that was a huge litmus test to see how easily people are controlled by shame and fear. So now the tables are slightly turning. So you see somebody wearing one of these ridiculous things, call them out. It is the modern day swastika. It's a sign of compliance. Is nothing to do with anything but that. Although there was a study on New York Post recently that said the majority of people that are still wearing masks are doing it because they don't feel like as if they're attractive. So basically, it's an ugly person trend now. So you got two options. You're either a complete and total moron or you're ugly. <laughs> If you see somebody wearing these stupid things, confront them. If you see somebody walking around with their trans pride flag, confront them. Every single one of those colors in that little trans progression flag or the old six color Gilbert Baker rainbow flag does not include straight people. The straight pride flag is a series of white and black stripes, and that's it. Black and white binary, right? 
You don't ever see those colors represented in these flags. So when they sit here and say equality, it's not equality if it doesn't include everyone. So start calling them out. They're like, well, that's great that you support that, but what about straight people? Oh, of course, well, straight people constantly have representation. No, really? Where? Show me one company that's displayed the straight pride flag in their logo throughout an entire month. In some many cases, two months, June and Gay History Month, October 15th through November 15th. Show me one company. Show me one government building that flew the straight pride flag. Show me anywhere where anybody even promotes straight pride values that isn't ridiculed and attacked by the very same people that claim to be loving and tolerant and want true equality. They don't want equality. They want submission to their agenda and their agenda alone. You can't be a straight person. You can only be a straight ally. You can't just be a man or a woman. You have to be a cis man or a cis woman. Take your ridiculous garbage and shove it up your keister because I'm not buying it and nobody else should be buying it anymore. Start calling the BS out. Confront them. They cannot win an argument because they have absolutely no facts. The only thing that they can do is go back into their little pot of talking points that comes out of their liberal echo chambers and start throwing those talking points out at you. And ladies and gentlemen, in our very next segment, we're going to go over the top 10 ways that you can step-by-step step win an argument every single time with these radical looney tunes because their arguments are never based in facts. It's only radical delusions and misplaced feelings. But before we get into our final segment, I want to go over some... Uh, this national news segments that we found here. So this one is off of 100% fed up.com or effed up. Oh, not sure exactly how that's pronounced. Another state gives boot to library group over its pro porn agenda. Another state has given the boot to the American library association over its promotion of Marxism and its pro porn advocacy, where it insists on providing sexually explicit reading materials to children. New report confirms. Already, the extreme positions on a number of issues has prompted rejection of the ALA by Montana State Library Commission, the Texas State Library and Archives Commission, and the states of Missouri and South Carolina, as well as a list of county library organizations. Now, the Washington Stand reports Florida has joined the growing number of states rejecting the ALA's leftist social and political agendas. Florida's Division of Library and Information Services, a division of the Florida Department of State, issued a new rule stipulating that it would not allow grant project activities associated with the American Library Association or its affiliates, Politico reported. The ALA had previously fought Florida's plans to remove sexually explicit books from schools, and the American Association of School Librarians, a part of the ALA, joined with an activist organization fighting to keep inappropriate materials for children. This article goes on and on, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we see this stuff all over the place when we go to our school board meetings is you've got these activists that are actively trying to bring certain books in, namely the three most terrible ones they still are trying to bring into our schools, like Lawn Boy, a book that depicts a young male fornicating with an older male promoting pedophilia. All boys are blue, talking about how boys can become girls and girls can become boys and all that other, all, all boys aren't blue, I believe is what it is. And then the infamous gender queer, which depicts child pornography throughout the entire thing with oral sex scenes and 
homosexual embracing and masturbation with different vibrators and things of that nature, strap-on dildos. It's an abhorrent piece of literature to be introduced into any environment, let alone a K-12 through school. But these are the freakazoids that are trying to push their agenda, and they're, they're oblivious. In fact, many of these riled lefty activists I've even talked to have no idea what's in the actual books that they're trying to bring back in. they just like, oh, we can't do book banning. We can't do book banning. Look, if child pornography is illegal, then yeah, we absolutely can ban the pornography from being in front of children. Makes sense, right? But no, these people are the same folks that wipe before they poop. It doesn't make any sense, but that's what they're pushing for. I'll read to you another article over here. If you remember, a couple episodes ago, we talked about how the NHL had put a ban on any controversial content being put out onto their ice, including the rainbow-colored pride tape. But see, ladies and gentlemen, this is what I'm talking to you about, about this Bluetooth patriotism, is we made enough of a squeak, and then they made the policy that took the gay pride off the ice, so that way we could just focus on the sports. But then, just like most of the time, the Patriots, ah, we got our thing, we're done. You got to keep the pressure on because the opposing side is unrelentless and does not stop. Because guess what happened? Over here, according to NPR News, NHL lifts ban on rainbow-colored pride tape after a player defied it. Pride tape will be allowed to be a part of NHL events this season after all, as the league reversed its ban that had sparked backlash amongst many hockey players. Players will now have the option to voluntarily represent social causes with their stick tape throughout the season, the NHL said Tuesday as it announced a loosening of its restrictions on theme nights such as Pride Night. The decision came days after Arizona Coyotes defenseman Travis Dermont became the first player to defy the ban, define, defy the ban by using Pride Tape in a game. Pride Tape was introduced around seven years ago as a way to show inclusion and support for young LGBTQ plus athletes who may otherwise quit playing ice hockey rather than face homophobia and discrimination. The brightly colored tape was quickly embraced by NHL players as the rainbow colors joined the standard white or black tape hockey players normally use on their sticks. But after exposing slogans like hockey is for everyone, the league abruptly banned the tape over the summer. And the reason why is because those colors don't actually include everyone. Specifically, straight conservative people. Those colors omit those people. So this inclusion is not inclusive. And yet another organization that caved to the woke mob. We outnumber the woke mob, biological ladies and gentlemen, but we don't squeak nearly as loud. The minority is making the rules for the majority. So hockey caved. And now you got all these players going to be running around with their exclusionary tape on there. That only promotes one agenda and not the other. They politicize the sport and watch. It's going to fail. Just like the NFL, when they politicized their sport, it started collapsing. Admissions went down. Ticket sales went down. Merchandise sales went down. And now you're going to see the same thing happen to the NHL. It's inevitable. Because ultimately, people that watch these types of sports don't want to have a pride agenda shoved down their throat in every single case. I can tell you this person that defied the law with the pride tape on his stick i'm pretty sure he's gonna sell a lot less jerseys overall sure 
you'll get a couple of the purple haired overweight women from Connecticut buy a couple of jerseys just to, you know, feel like they've put a little bit in. But ultimately, most of the hockey fans aren't going to be putting up with that. Here's another interesting article, and then we'll get to our final segment. All right, well, this is uh, fun. TheDailySignal.com. Only MLB team not to bend knee to pride pressure just won the World Series. The Texas Rangers, who won their first World Series in 63 seasons Wednesday night, is also the only team in Major League Baseball not to hold a Pride Night-style event celebrating LGBTQ individuals. The Rangers bested the Arizona Diamondbacks in four out of five games to take the series. Baseball fans who don't think professional sports teams should devote money and resources to Pride events were among those noting the Rangers' lonely stand on X, formerly Twitter, and other social media. A total of 29 out of 30 MLB teams have hosted Pride Nights, but the Rangers' refusal to give into the pressure is a courageous stand against the tsunami of corporate wokeness, the Washington Stands' Joshua Arnold wrote last year. Many sports fans criticize Pride Nights for funding and promoting woke or anti-Christian groups as well as those focused on sexual gender or identity. At least 20 teams have promoted or funded groups that advocate or are directly involved in child gender transitions, a national review analysis of MLB teams found last year. Earlier this year, the Los Angeles Dodgers faced a significant public backlash over the decision to honor an anti-Catholic group, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, with a Community Hero Award during a Pride event. Men who say they belong to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence dress up as nuns and wear outlandish makeup while mocking Jesus' crucifixion and Catholic teachings. Their sole mission is to disgust Christians with the most grotesque acts that they can imagine, Brian Birch, president of Catholic Vote, said of the group. During the flap in L.A.'s last summer over honoring the Sisters' perpetual indulgence, the Texas Rangers were in the media spotlight for not hosting their own Pride Night, Fox News reported. Our commitment is to make everyone feel welcome and included in Rangers baseball. The Rangers said in a statement to the Los Angeles Times, among outlets that wrote about this decision, that means in our ballpark, at every game, and in all we do for both our fans and employers, employees, we deliver on that promise across many of our programs to have a positive impact across our entire community. The Rangers statement also detailed the team's other programs that support LGBTQ plus individuals, including sponsorship of a gay softball World Series last year and development of an inclusion and community impact council, Fox News reported. The article goes on. I'll have the link there in the description. This is exactly what I've been saying. This is exactly what Florida Straits stands for. And it's nice to see that there is some groups, teams, companies that are starting to get it. Inclusion means everyone. The LGBTQ plus agenda is non-inclusive. It specifically omits a certain group of people. That is a prejudice. Have we not learned from our human history of always 
having to have a group of people that the majority needs to hate, decimate, shame, attack, and silence. In American history, we did it to the blacks. We learned our lesson. That was a dumb idea. We got better. We did it to women. We learned our lesson. That was a dumb idea. For a time, we got better. In the 80s and 90s, we did it to the LGBTQ plus community. That was a bad idea. That didn't work. So why are we now picking another group of people to do it to? When we did it to the blacks, we did it to the women, when we did it to the gays, we did it because the majority of the society thought that that was the bad thing and that we had to chastise, we had to silence it, we had to shut it. That was wrong. So just because you picked straight white people now doesn't mean that racism and prejudice is now okay. Equality is for everyone. All means all. If you're going to have a flag that specifically omits a certain group of people, that flag should never be shown in 2023 America. We do have a flag that includes everybody. Anyone from the alphabet clan and everyone from traditional values and people that are straight. It's called the American flag. It's the one that millions of people have died for and quite possibly millions more will die for. It is the one flag that should unite us all. Any other flag separating from the American flag and being displayed as a symbol of Western culture is no different from the swastika flags that were flown in Nazi Germany that replaced the German flag. But these people are viciously ignorant and don't want to hear it. And if you try to engage them in a conversation, they'll start spewing out, over-talking every single liberal talking point that they've heard on CNN. They won't let you get a word in edgewise. And then if you do happen to get any headway or make a factual point in that conversation, now they resort to ad hominem attacks and try to attack you personally and insult you personally. That way you get offended and you don't want to have the conversation anymore because your widow feelings get hurt. So in our next segment, we are going to go over the 10 proven ways to win an argument with any one of these Looney Tune radical leftists. So believe it or not, I tend to trigger people on the left quite often. But I've always been able to have a conversation with those that are willing to do so. And by the end of the conversation, we end up finding a little bit of common ground. Because it's really hard for somebody to win a conversation when they're completely wrong. But they've got tactics that they use. And we're going to go over some of the strategies that you can use to overcome their tactics. The first and most important part is to frame the conversation directly from the beginning. Set time limits for responses and ask for the respect that you're going to provide to them for them to provide back to you. Quid pro quo. Now, 90% of the time, they can't do this, which immediately gives you the dominant upper hand in the conversation. And if you can maintain a composed stance, then automatically right there alone, you're going to make them look like the fools that they truly are. 
<clears throat> now, if they can be able to maintain boundaries and allow you the time to speak, and then you allow them the time to speak, well, then we're going to go into step two, which is to begin to dismantle their key words and favorite talking points. Some of their favorite ones are bigotry, you're a bigot, fascist, you're a fascist, or Nazi. We hear that a lot. You're a Nazi. Well, we're going to pull up the definition of bigotry here because what I always like to say is, well, why don't you define the word bigot and then explain to me how you are not doing exactly what you just defined. Bigotry, the attitude, state of mind, or behavior characteristic of a bigot, intolerance, the character or mode of thought of a bigot, unreasonable attachment to a particular creed, opinion, practice, ritual, or party organization, excessive zeal or warmth in favor of a party, sect, or opinion, and intolerance of the opinions of others. Well, nine times out of ten, when they're calling you a bigot, it's because they don't like what you're saying. They think your ideas are terrible, and they want you to be silenced and shut out. So immediately, you can knock out bigotry, because they are, in fact, the bigots. Next, we have fascist. Hear that one a lot. You're a fascist. This waterhead group called Antifa that build themselves as anti-fascist, yet support the government and corporations working together to promote these pride agendas and all of the leftist ideology, that's fascism. When government and corporations work together, that is fascism. We saw it in Nazi Germany when all the corporations started changing their logos to the swastika, IBM, Volkswagen, Hugo Boss, the list goes on and on and on and on. That is fascism. So if you're part of Antifa, you're dumb, like really dumb, because you are fighting against yourself, essentially, because you are fascist. And of course, the Nazi. Well, first off, Nazi was a leftist party. It was the Democratic Socialist Party. Hitler was a leftist. And they started with the Nazi youth program, changing into the Hitler youth program, which follows the same exact strategies that this group is doing by utilizing corporate America and our educational public systems so that way they could push their agenda. So it's really not hard to frame these different words to put against them because all they are doing is essentially projecting. So rule number two is start dismantling those keywords right out of the gate so that way they can't use those against you, which they ultimately and inevitably will. Number three. This is going to blow your mind. Ask for facts that support their argument. Well, guess what? They don't have any. So they're going to start spewing talking points. And all you have to do is respond, well, can you cite an actual fact that supports your argument? For example, transgenocide. There's transgenocide everywhere. Show me one example of transgenocide. White power, the white power groups are the biggest threat to America right now. The biggest domestic terrorist group is white supremacy. Show me. Show me one example of a white supremacy group or a transgenocide that's happened. It hasn't because it doesn't exist. They cannot show you actual facts. A man could be a woman. Yeah, show me the facts. 
in order for a man to be a man, there needs to be a Y chromosome. The absence of a Y chromosome makes you a female. Kleinfelters, you're a dude. Turner syndrome, you're a chick. Even intersex, you are still defined by your chromosomes. So ask for the facts. And then what you can do is a little bit of research ahead of time. It's not hard to figure out the rebuttals that they're going to come at you and to rebuke those rebuttals by citing actual facts to support your side of the argument. Again, this is keeping it framed within a two-minute response time for both parties, which if you've made it this far in the conversation, you might be one of the people that was lucky enough to meet one of these Looney Tune leftists that still has one brain cell firing upstairs and is courteous enough to have the conversation with you. So that is number five, which is to research their talking points and make sure that you are prepared. And there's only a few lists of them. Again, these people have the intention span of about eight seconds, so they really can't retain that much information. So they're going to spew the most popular liberal talking points that they heard Joy Behar on The View spit out, and they're just going to repeat it like a parrot back at you. And again, almost every single one of the arguments that the right makes against the left is rooted in actual fact actual biology and actual science, whereas the left lives in their delusional land of make-believe and tries to justify their delusions as being reality. Number six, be calm and respectful. Now, I know you're sitting here having a conversation with one of these overweight, blue-haired, bearded women from California it's going to be really hard to remain calm while they're throwing a three-year-old temper tantrum fit, probably lobbing names and allegations that are inappropriate and the ad hominem attacks. But if you can remain calm and collective, you can kind of continue to control that conversation. Number seven is to point out their hypocrisy and explain how they are the embodiment of the words that they choose to use against you. And that example we can go back is, <clears throat> loving and tolerant. Well, how are you loving and tolerant when you're insulting me and everybody and that believes like I believe? That's not tolerant, nor is it loving. When you're lobbing ad hominem attacks, insulting our beliefs, and trying to degrade the values that we hold true, how is that tolerant or how is that loving? When they claim to want equality, call them out. How come your equality, your coexist, all of your little stickers and flags and colors, rainbows and everything else, how come it doesn't include straight people? How come it doesn't include white men? I mean, that's not really equality. That's inequality. That's not inclusion. That's division. Segregation. It doesn't work. Equal means for all. So frame it correctly. Do you believe that equality is for all? Yes, I believe that equality is for all. What about straight white people? <laughs> Watch their heads explode. They can't explain it because it's not true equality. Number eight, if you've made it this far, compliment them on their ability to be reasonable and open-minded because they're like little dogs. So you need to give them a little pat on the head and a little treat and reinforce their good behavior. Most of these people are narcissistic or simps, and they crave acceptance and attention from other people. They thrive by it. In fact, when they stop receiving 
massive dopamine hits from the attention, they start getting depressed. They start going to a little hole. So at this point, if you've made it this far in a conversation, be like, hey, I thank you for being reasonable and understanding and being able to have a conversation with somebody that you may disagree with. You'll see that their tone changes just a little bit. Number nine, ask them, what compromises are you willing to make? Well, they're never willing to compromise anything. It's complete and total submission to my ideas or nothing at all, which is bigotry. So call them out on it. What compromises are you willing to make? There is no compromises. Well, that immediately frames them as a complete one-sided totalitarian mindset and that pretty much will dismiss most of their points when it comes to loving, tolerant, and inequality in our communities. So ask them, what compromises can we make? Number 10, at this point, they're going to, they're going to either agree to disagree, and you've made a cute little waterhead friend, or they're just going to walk away, block you, and not have any further conversation because they realize that they've been wrong and they're just going to go retreat back into their echo chambers. But ladies and gentlemen, by remaining calm, consistent, fact-based, and setting time frames and calling out them uh, calling them out on their hypocrisy, you're going to be able to navigate through any of the conversations with these radical leftists. If you're doing it through messaging or text messaging, it's a little easier to control the time frames and not have the interruptions, talkovers, and, and temper tantrums that you would see usually out of a preschool. But unfortunately, that's what we're seeing out of grown adults in our society. But do take the time to engage these people because either one, you're going to shame them into thinking outside of the box and being a little bit more rational and logical in their way of thinking. Or number two, you're going to convince them that, oh my goodness, there is another side to this story that I just haven't seen from my echo chamber. They refuse to see anything else they don't want to see. You know, if we bring up anything about a Fox News story, immediately their first thing is to dismiss it because it was on Fox News, which, let me just side note, I dismiss a lot of things just because it's Fox News too. Also, CNN, MSNBC, and the ABC, the mainstream media companies are, are all in somebody's pocket. But company uh, websites like the Gateway Pundit, when we reference the Gateway Pundit, or if we rep reference 100% uh, effed up, or Revolver.News, or Ground News, or any one of the news outlets that doesn't completely toe the line to the LGBTQ plus agenda or the mainstream media narrative, they immediately try to dismiss as being invalid. But unfortunately, that's still based in fact. I mean, the Gateway Pundit backs every single thing that they say up with cited stories and actual fact, whereas you don't get that from the mainstream media. It's all hyperbole and uh, feelings. So hope I was able to help you a little bit. Well, guys and girls, if you enjoy this podcast, I want to thank you for tuning in, whether this is your first time watching or if you've been watching from our first episode. I am absolutely thankful that you are on board in our mission. We have already made quite a bunch of progress and we've been growing, but I got to be completely honest with you. I really don't know what the heck I'm doing. I was in training and development 
and then I moved into HR, and I was kind of thrust into this lifestyle of being an activist. So I have no set format that I'm dedicated to. So in the comments below, if you want to offer some advice, some critique, not be a jerk, or you can be a jerk, but I'll call you out on the podcast, please hop on the comments below. Let me know. What would you like to see us do moving forward in the future? Do we continue the same formats? Do we add a couple of different topics? Would you like to see more street interviews? Would you like to have more interview guests on our show? Or do you like the strict commentary? Let me know in the comments below because I'm, I'm right here with you. We're in this journey together. So I want to be your voice. I want to win this fight for all of us. I want to preserve our children's innocence. And if you've got any suggestions on how to get that done, please hit those comments below. While you're at it, do like, subscribe, and share. I hate that. I hear all these stupid podcasters say, make sure you like it, but it is important. And it's more important for us than anywhere else because we are shadow banned on pretty much all the major platforms. TikTok, we're basically off for good. Facebook keeps hitting us with strike after strike after strike after strike. Now, most of the times we'll appeal those strikes They'll reverse the uh, decision, so they'll let, allow the post, but they still keep the strikes. So right now, we can't share in groups. Our reach is down 500%. We are being shadow banned and attacked pretty hard by the radical leftist social media. So you liking, you sharing, and you subscribing helps that algorithm boost us up a little bit more so we can get our reach out there. If you are watching this on YouTube, I do suggest to switch over to Rumble. Uh, it is a free speech platform. So as we grow more on YouTube, YouTube's going to be looking at us more, trying to flag the content and shut us down where that won't happen on Rumble. Now, as far as social media is concerned, we do have a pretty large presence on Facebook. But again, double-edged sword, as we grow there, the more we're being attacked and shadow banned as well. So please head over to x.com, formerly Twitter, and follow us, our podcasts, handle is at straight pod that's the at sign s t r the number eight and then p o d so that's at straight pod on twitter twitter is a free speech platform we have not received a single strike from anything we put out on twitter or x and we also have not received any violations or strikes over there on rumble where we can't say the same when it comes to the rest of the platforms Again, you can check out our link tree in the description where you can download one, uh, don't even have to download it. You can go to one link or you can download the app and you can see all of our links. You can actually listen to our podcast in audio form directly from Linktree. You can see our most recent Twitter posts right there out of the gate. You can also follow us on all of the other platforms that we are a part of. And of course, we've got the links to Florida Straits so you can support them and help them out in everything that they've been doing. As I'd mentioned earlier, Florida Straits account is starting to get a little bit low. Uh, so unfortunately, the billboard campaigns that they have been running for the past several months in these major blue cities are suspended come the 31st of the month because they can't afford it. The lawyer fees that we have paid to help represent some teachers and whistleblowers and, of course, our status as far as uh, 501c3 status, nonprofit status, and just our mere existence has cost quite a little bit of change. So please, if you can donate, whether it's a buck, two bucks, three bucks, five bucks, it's either this podcast or over there at Florida Straits that helps support this podcast, please do so, ladies and gentlemen. Most of us waste money left and right over some of the most trivial and ridiculous things, but I'm in this fight and I'm in this fight to win it. 
And I might not be the best podcaster out there right now, but you know what? I was told to shut my mouth so that way the dust could settle. I'm not a mouth shutting kind of guy. I'm going to keep speaking and I'm going to keep squeaking. We've gotten direct contact from the Florida Department of Education where we are going to be speaking directly with Commissioner Diaz's office, and we are actively trying to get some of these divisive stickers and flags out of the classrooms. Florida Straits has a petition on their website. If you go to floridastraits.com, scroll down, sign our petition. That's also under the call to action page. It helps. Everything helps. So please take five minutes of your day, sign the petition, donate a couple bucks, it is a 501c3. If you're donating directly to Florida Straits, it is tax deductible. And you can use that when it comes tax time to offset some of the ridiculous IRS penalties and fines and things that you're going to have to pay uh, as well. If you want to support this podcast directly, it is not tax deductible, but it is very much so appreciated. You can do so by checking our links below in the link tree. You can also subscribe to our Locals page, where for $5 a month, you'll get access to exclusive content, early releases of our podcast episode, and you can interact with me directly and help me guide the way that this podcast moves in the future. So please check it out, Locals, right there. If you're watching on Rumble, it's a little banner right below this video. If you're watching on any other platform, you can find that in the links in the descriptions to head on over there and subscribe. We also use Patreon, but Patreon is one of those companies that ultimately will probably remove us for our views so i highly suggest to do locals we do have a sweet way that you can support the podcast and this is by going to makehoneygreatagain.com and using promo code straight where you can get your hands on a bottle of some of the best honey in america made in south carolina and it is made by hand nb no major processing no fillers it goes straight from the hive right into the bottle. Uh, the company, makehoneygreatagain.com. Again, that promo code is straight. And it also helps support their local economy as they are one of the largest employers in that area as well. So excellent product and an excellent way to help this podcast directly. A portion of every sale comes back to us and you also get a fantastic product. Holidays are coming up. So this is a wonderful way that you can treat your conservative friends or trigger some of your liberal friends and neighbors. Well, that does bring us to about the end of this episode. So guys and girls, as Edmund Burke once said, allegedly, that's up for debate whether this quote actually came from him, but doesn't change the meaning. The only thing for e it takes for evil to triumph is for good men and women to do nothing. So whatever you do, don't do nothing. Get off the social media. Get off the keyboard. Don't worry about the memes. Don't worry about the thumbs up or the little laughing emojis on a post that you don't like. Let's get out to these school boards. If you're in the Charlotte County area, please check floridastraits.com under the call to action for our next school board meeting. That's going to be this November the 14th. I want to see you there if you live here in Charlotte County. It'll take you 30 minutes. You'll feel good about it, and you're actually going to make a difference. We are in contact with the school board members and the superintendent, and we're actively trying to create an environment that includes all children, including the straight kids. So these rainbow stickers and flags that are on these guidance counselors' doors and offices, 
I think we have a pretty good chance getting them removed. The only way we're going to do that, though, is by you signing that petition on FloridaStraits.com and you showing up at this school board if you're down here in Charlotte County. If you're in any one of the other counties in Florida or if you're listening from another state or even in another country, local action yields national results. And that's a quote from General Mike Flynn. It's a very accurate quote. Get to your local school board meetings. Get to your local commissioner meetings. If you have a business that's in town that's over-promoting one group and not another, call them out. Call the management. Make the noise. Squeak. Here in Charlotte County, we had a Winn-Dixie that during the month of June had the trans flags all over the store at the cash registers, in the aisles. In the kids' toy area, there were still flags capping the ends of the aisles. We made a stink. We called the manager. We called corporate. And guess what? The very next day, they took all of the exclusionary flags down. So that way, they could create an environment that is truly inclusive for everybody who shops there. Because folks of faith-based background, Muslim background, Catholic background, Christian, Jewish backgrounds, that's not part of our teachings. So we shouldn't have to be subjected to that in a public place that we're spending our hard-earned money as well. You want to have, like, Key West? Duval Street, any one of these uh, cities, Seattle, that have communities and sections that are dedicated to that lifestyle and that culture, that's great. We can choose not to go there. But don't put it in places where we can't choose not to go. And likewise, you shouldn't be having straight pride flags and stickers all over your grocery store as well. That's also not inclusive. Let's keep our businesses, our communities, our school systems, and our government institutions neutral from pop culture trends. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for joining us on another episode of Straight Talk. I am your host, as always, Jason Brunt. Leave in the comments below what you would like to see on our future episodes, and I will see you next week.